Good evening. You're listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I am your host for this week, TJ Hafer. With us, we have our friend, PC Gamers, Fraser Brown. Hello. I'm so excited to be on a TJ episode. <laughs> TJ been... the boss man. This, this is going to be good. This has been a lo- It's been a long time since I've actually hosted an episode, because I've been with Rob on the like last 15, 20 or something that I've been on. Um, and we also have uh, our guest this week is uh, freelance writer Bruno Diaz. Hello. And we are here to talk about uh, Planet Zoo. It's kind of the uh, spiritual successor to Zoo Tycoon, just released by Frontier, uh, very much in the spirit of um, Planet Coaster, which they released a couple years ago. It uses a lot of the same tech, a lot of the same... I'm pretty sure it's the same engine. Um, It it feels almost... It feels very much like they took this the very same game and they just like ripped out the roller coasters and put in animals. Right. And there even are some role like they have these adventure rides that are very clearly just like taken from the the, the coaster editor and planet coaster. Um also also it's clearly set in the same like continuity because all the brands are the same. Right, right. They've got their 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 food shops and stuff. Um, I was not a huge uh, Planet Zoo person like back in the day. I played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I didn't play a lot of or Zoo Tycoon. I'm sorry. I played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I didn't play a lot of the original Zoo Tycoon. I'm curious. Did either of you guys spend much time with uh, with those? Yeah, man. Why do you hate animals so much? I don't <laughs> know. Great. It's just I don't know. You've got to you've you've got to love the animals. Zoo Tycoon was. I had a sort of a brief dalliance with Zoo Tycoon, but it isn't one of those tycoons that really stuck in my head. So it wasn't as initially thrilling when they're like, we're doing a zoo game after Planet Coaster when I had so much more affection for for Roller Coaster Tycoon and the theme park uh, sims. But honestly, these wee beasties have captured my heart. And and Planet Zoo, is that's where the game excels, is... The animals. I think we're probably going to be criticizing a great deal of the game <laughs> in this show, but I think we can all agree here the animals are fantastic. So I've never played Planet uh, Zoo Tycoon ever. Uh huh. What I have spent a lot of time with, however, is uh, the little loved but I think underrated Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, which had a zoo expansion that lets you oh, like tack right. on zoo bits to your theme parks and i i quite enjoy that yeah are there a lot of similarities being that like because was roller coaster tycoon 3 also frontier i think that might have been the the last one they did before it got uh yeah yeah moved yeah so like before the 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 franchise got shut down and nothing was ever done with it ever again (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was the end point right there. Um, yeah, it, do you see a lot of similarities? I never played that expansion. I kind of, I didn't play a lot of three. Two was my go-to roller coaster tag. There, there's definitely a lot of similarities in the sense that, like, uh, you're building enclosures. You have to make sure that they have the correct environment. It, you're sort of trying to make sure that guests can get a good look at the animals. Uh, the they didn't have kind of like the free the free flowing model that they have in. Planet Zoo. Instead, you had these like little designated viewing galleries that guests would go into. But it definitely reminds me a lot of. Uh, they seem very similar to me because the the old expansion. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I just got the well, whole thing. Yeah, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon it, Wild. Yeah, I do kind of remember. Yeah, this. Wild. 
It, yeah, it was very it, much kind of these discrete little exhibits that you could plop down, as as I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, a major part of it was plopping down like toys for uh-huh. the animals that resemble that really resemble the. It's a very similar idea of like quote unquote enrichment for the animals, right? And and yeah, I mean, like Fraser was saying, the animals are just really well done. Uh, I feel like in 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 this new game, um, the animations are are like very believable like they don't they don't look like cartoony or robotic um the ai behavior which i was reading up on some of the research they did with like actual zoologists and stuff uh just with you know how the animals kind of move around their environments and and um express their feelings in certain ways i feel felt like that's probably if not my favorite one of my favorite parts of the game overall uh is is just that level of uh of realism and just they're they're fun to look at <laughs> which like i guess is kind of the point of a zoo so it's good that they got that part right it's so yeah, good I mean, that it's a bit distracting when you see like the lemurs jumping around and then you see they're like the animations look great but where it actually connects up to the bits they're jumping on and their little toys yeah, is pretty bad yeah. the um, climbing the climbing um the climbing, like, stuff, I, yeah. I fired up the game earlier today uh-huh. to, like, refresh my memory a little bit, because the last time I actually, like, spent a good amount of time with it was a couple of weeks ago. And I I just had this uh, this grizzly bear that, like, clambered up onto its, like, like shelter little hut, and it was just, like, standing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that, where they'll, like, hide if it's, like, the slanted uh shelter roof they'll just like climb up on the back of that and hide where no one can see them <laughs> yeah 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 and the and the the other grizzly bear in that enclosure was just like climbing way up in in a tree and i'm i'm like i don't believe you can do that yeah i don't believe you well but generally it's pretty realistic like even the way they they kind of splash around in the water and interact with each other when you see them fighting uh, and trying to assert dominance uh it's great it is a lot like watching a nature documentary and the real joy of my zoo is being able to once i've built all this cool stuff over the course of far too many hours i can just sit and watch these animals enjoy themselves and it's like going to the zoo but i don't have to go out into the rain in (laughs) november freeze my ass off to see a bunch of miserable looking animals i can see the happy ones in my zoo and the unhappy ones of which there are many (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i'm not i'm not good at looking after animals unfortunately which is bad news for my dogs so (laughs) (laughs) oh man poor max uh before we uh kind of move on to the other systems and stuff uh did you guys have a favorite animal overall um any of the turtles or i got told off for calling them turtles in one of my articles <laughs> to tortoises. 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 Who gives a shit? tortoises so uh they're pretty there's cool there's no turtles in the game there there are no turtles that's actually quite an omission they feel i feel like we're kindred spirits <laughs> they're they're slow they like just lazing around criticizing video games you know we're, yeah. we're a lot alike <laughs> bruno did you have a favorite oh honestly like one of the, one of my like petty gripes with this game is that a lot of animals that i actually like the look off and enjoy as animals in the real world are not present here 
Um, there are very L- few no labradoodles. <laughs> no labradoodles, but there's like there's no South American fauna of any kind in this game, other than like the small exhibit animals. They're like mm. snakes and oh, yeah, spiders yeah. and things. There's no capybaras. There's no main wolves. There's no uh, there's a sh- dire shortage of birds. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna do yeah. like an Avery expansion for well, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, DLC sure. will yeah. probably. It definitely yeah. feels like it's it's you know it's stuff that will eventually show up as DLC. And like I get it. There's like a hundred and something animals in this game in the game with like a lot of complicated behaviors and such. But as far as the stuff that's in the game, I do enjoy the bears. Yeah, the bears are fun. Their animations are great too. They're really like playful, and I guess because they're larger animals, I think you can appreciate them more. Yeah, they're they're like more readable. What's going on oh, with yeah. them? Yeah, bears are very cool. Um, obviously, in all ways other than physical, I am a wolf, so I do love the wolves. Uh, but I, I found I, I took a liking to the snow leopards uh, quite a bit. I think uh, they're just very cool looking. I built some pretty cool habitats for them. You know, I always like I like my snowy environments, um, and they're just kind of you know these wild cats that just run around in the snow and have a good time. Um, just like you, TJ. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just free like me. spirit. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm also quite fun of the crocodiles. Just particularly the way that you can build enclosures that like dip into the water, oh, so you yeah. can have like. Uh, the water up against the glass and have the guests watching the crocodile from beneath as it swims around. That's like quite cool and very enjoyable, I think. Yeah. One of the career missions has this very elaborate setup where um, there's a kind of just this water feature going around the zoo and then a bridge over it. And it wasn't until like I sort of zoomed in that I realized this water feature was actually an enclosure. Yeah. uh, And it had alligators in it. Um, and like that was just so cool. And there's so like I don't really enjoy doing those missions because I don't like being told how to run my awesome zoo. Uh, but they're brilliant for stealing stuff yeah. and ideas and making blueprints because like frontiers designers are so much better than I'll ever be at making a zoo. Um, yeah. and they're they're my, really just such impressive creations. One of my actually favorite features in this game is that there's all the different types of enclosures, right? You've got the the metal fences and the brick fences, but there's also what they call a null fence, which is just nothing that you can place uh, in yeah, an enclosure uh-huh. where you're using the terrain to stop the animals from getting out. Yeah, and and that's just a really like well thought out thing to have, right? Because you it allows you to build those really naturalistic. Right. Uh, enclosures where the only actual barrier is the one between guests and the animals. And there's just like natural terrain stopping the animals on the backside. Yeah. It could just be that. Planet Zoo could just be you've got some cool animals with really realistic fur and also this awesome kind of sculpting t- uh, tools and assets just to make your own zoo. Get rid of the management shite. Uh, and just. <laughs> well. I know I shouldn't be saying that as as a lover of management games, but just get rid of that nonsense and keep the rest, and it would be it would be perfect. It would be I feel my like game the of management. The year. It just like detracts from everything else. Oh, it's in this yeah. game. It, I hate it more every day. Actually, I used to, I thought it was all right at first, and but it's just a hassle that gets in the way of the fun like, bits. It's when when you're starting off a new zoo and everything is like brand spanking new, it's busy work, right? There's so mm-hmm. much infrastructure you have to put up 
before you can get even like one animal enclosure. There has to be a place for the new animals to come into, and there has to be a place for keepers to prepare animal meals, and the staff needs a staff room so they can sit around and smoke all day. That's like 10, 15 buildings just to get one enclosure up, and then you're like, yeah. all of the, and you, then you feel the need to immediately be like, right, I have to build another enclosure because I've not got enough animals to support this massive zoo I've built for one bloody yeah. animal. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, you can't really, you can't really run a zoo off of like one type of animal because yeah, the, the scaling factor of like how uh, much staff you need just to have a working zoo is pretty significant, yeah. The minimum viable product is like so big compared to something like uh, Planet Coaster or like Park Attack, where you know you plop down a merry-go-round and you and you and you're off to the races. You can just you can just like add things gradually. There's not a ton of infrastructure that has to go in before even one thing is working. Well, but like I feel like there's this curve where at the start it's busy work and eventually it's just like daunting and irritating nonsense. And there's no interesting strategy in the middle, right? It just goes from being meaningless and like obvious to how do I even with no in between of interesting uh, gameplay. I didn't. I didn't necessarily have that negative in a, uh, of a experience with the management aspects. I actually thought, like, even compared to Planet Coaster, the economy kind of works a little smoother. Granted, I haven't played Planet Coaster in a long time, so they might have kind of tightened up the screws on that since launch, because at launch it was like, it was a very boomer bust kind of um, economy, uh, didn't really have a lot of smooth progression to it, and I feel like Planet Zoo is a little bit tighter in that regard, where you don't have these like swings where you go, or at least I didn't usually see these swings where you go from having like a ton of money to just randomly being $20,000 in debt or wherever. One thing I did notice, though, that's very similar to um, a phenomenon we've discussed in, like, Cities Skylines in the past is that in franchise mode, to get your zoo running profitably to build the kind of stuff you actually want to build, like these big elaborate, like, water attractions and, like, uh, naturalistic-looking enclosures with, like, natural rocks and, like, custom terrain and stuff, you usually have to build, like basically like a crappy ghetto zoo <laughs> like uh, just at the entrance with just like some square like fences and stuff just because it's cheap and like okay this is going to bring in money to build the real zoo that i'm going to want to build later and i'm going to end up bulldozing all this stuff um which i guess is kind of across kind of tycoon management games they a lot of them seem to have that that sort of uh uh a problem or at least I, I kind of feel like it's a problem that, that you, you end up having to have, like, you know, the baby zoo, and then you kind of build the real zoo around it. Did you guys notice yourselves having to do that at all? You do have a lot of cosmetic stuff at the start, all the True. like yeah. fauna and all the terrain sculpting. And actually, there are quite a few fences. Like, I think the animal enrichment stuff, the stuff that makes your animals happier or mm -hmm. makes dinner time more fun for them because like, apparently like animals need extra shit to make them eat and survive <laughs> yeah um this is like yeah it's it, that's a lot of busy work yeah. and faffing as well but yeah, yeah um, there... you can still customize like a, a pretty cool zoo but there are certainly like annoying limitations uh in the in the franchise mode yeah there's not, it's not just like money limitations it's also that you have to take the time to research everything 
Yes. You have to research all the building styles. And it's the order you do it in and how that takes away from other things. Like, yeah. you can't just research stuff. You have to have an animal in an enclosure and then the vet researches it. But that vet then can't look after animals. And it's the same with mechanics. Mechanics can either fix your stuff and maintain it, or they can research upgrades because there are now two research tracks um, that are separate for your animals and everything else that requires and, two and of people course, to research. Before you're allowed to research things, you have to build a research station yes. of each kind. And if you want to research faster, you have to build more of them to have more open slots. So like the there's so much like busy work infrastructure in this game, right? You have to build transformer stations to supply things with electricity. Uh, like, does the game model electricity generation or costs? No. You just have to build some stuff that'll the thing take is, up is space that it, it models like what you'd expect from a management game um and like especially if you've played planet coaster a lot of it is, is stuff you'll maybe recognize um although it's more micromanagement intensive by a long shot especially because the difference between coasters and animals is huge a, a coaster you've built it you never have to deal with it again unless it occasionally breaks down. Animal enclosures are constantly like new animals are being born, diseases are happening, there's breakouts. Like if you don't maintain them properly, animals can, can just escape. And it's a lot of work. Then you're like taking you away from the like more in, enjoyable elements of like zookeeping. Um, I, I feel that it actually became more noticeable for me because I started to get especially frustrated with the bugs I was encountering, which was were weirdly not present for me in the beta, but my uh, like retail but retail version was like just full of them. It, the worst was when my keepers uh, would get stuck at their hut, even if I destroyed it and rebuilt it, no matter where I put it. So instead of feeding. Uh, and looking after animals, they would just get stuck there forever until I sacked them <laughs> and brought a new person in who would also get stuck. And uh, loading up an old save, it didn't. It stopped happening when I built a brand new zoo. But this zoo was like 10, 12 hours into it. I'd built a lot of stuff, and just ev huh. every single animal died because of this. And there was no yeah, way I... to come back, even if they did fix the bug. Jesus. I had a another. The only bug that I encountered, and I'm not really sure if this is a like bug, or just the, like an intended behavior that the game is really bad at communicating, uh, is that the game kept boxing up animals, like putting them in little crates. Oh, yeah. I think it's just they're like badly behaved or something, maybe. It never made that clear uh, to me either. Yeah, I think, really weird. I think what happens is that like if you do building inside their enclosures, that makes it impossible for the animal to like, stand where it is. The animal will automatically get boxed up. But the system that does this is like way overzealous, and like yeah. you would put some climbing stuff in the lemur enclosure, and then every lemur in the enclosure would just get teleported into a box. And the game wouldn't tell me this until like four minutes later. It's like screaming at me because the lemur's <laughs> been in a box for yeah. four hours, and I'm like, I did, I didn't put the lemur in a box. Yeah, the alerts the are always in a box? your animal's about to die, rather than like your animals <laughs> looking a bit peaky. <laughs> yeah, the one yeah, I kept and... the like the one I kept running into was uh, like um, animals that 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 are like kind of skittish, like antelope, 
would constantly be at low welfare because they they would have they'd have the the zero percent on um privacy or whatever that stat is called and i would just like keep building places for them to go hide in and they just wouldn't use them like they would just stand out and just panic um i also had for some reason one of the elephant enclosures i built had a ton of water but they would never go drink out of it like they would just get thirsty and die I think, like i don't know if they could find it i think in the it. tutorial they the, the yeah. tutorial said something like oh make sure that your water feature has a gentle slope so the animals can get up to it and drink uh, yeah. which seems like the game should maybe communicate that better could be yeah that could be it yeah um yeah i didn't All run into a ton of bugs though and like layers to it you would think that they would have like more clarity because there's so much information you have to deal with and juggle but it's all presented so poorly and missing so many important elements the ui in this game is just generally atrocious it's it's not good anywhere like there's way too much clicking um if you want to do certain things like snap uh paths or like fences triangles you have to go and click a checkbox in the interface it's all like everything is hidden behind menus like if you want to like before you buy an animal if you want to check oh hey is this animal endangered what you have to do is you have to open up the zoopedia page for it to like check yeah its conservation status and when you close it you don't go back to the previous menu you have to go and then reopen it find the same animal again it's just everything feels like harder than it needs to be Especially in a game that is so management intensive and it's so like has so much spreadsheet nonsense do, in it. Do they have any hotkeys? Like I went looking for a while, like for just I mean, very casually to see if I could figure out if there were any hotkeys, and I I wasn't able to find them. Like as far as I know, they there aren't any. Like for opening up specific menus no and idea. stuff. I, it's possible that I missed them, like that I just didn't look hard enough. But that was my main issue. Is like I feel like. When I got to the screen I needed, it actually did a pretty good job of telling me what I needed to know, but there was so much clicking to get to the screen I wanted to be on that I was like, I just, can I just hit like F4 to bring up my staff list or something like that? So, I mean, I apologize to the developers if that's in the game and I just didn't find it. Uh, granted, it wasn't well communicated, but my pet peeve as far as the whole user experience went was... When you're placing fences, you have to go down into the menu and manually manipulate the slider for how long you want it to be. Like, as as far as I could figure out, there wasn't any way to just, like, click and drag it longer or shorter. Did, did you guys, like, was, uh, did I totally... Oh, there, there, there is, is a dragging like, thing, yeah. There's, like, yeah, you have to place stuff. a fence, and then you have to edit the, the fence node to place it into where you want it to. Oh, well, yeah, so that, that, I, that I figured out. But, like, the fact that I couldn't just, like, click, put a fence post, drag it as long yeah. as I want it to be, and then click again. Oh, yeah. Which is how fence building in, like, that. every other, uh, like, management game I've played would normally work. I, I didn't really understand why it wouldn't There's let me do so that. There's so much, like, small quality of life stuff that seems obvious but isn't the game. Like, one thing that this game taught me is that, contrary to what the Pokemon franchise has been claiming for years, animals fucking hate tall grass. <laughs> oh my <laughs> they, god, constantly. If you go they, on they a map do not that has tall grass, it. you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because, like... You know, most of the, like, franchise or challenge mode uh, maps you start on are just, like, 
a sea of tall grass, right? right? Just covering the stuff. And most animals despise it in their enclosures. You have to make sure that each animal has like the correct balance of terrain in their enclosure. Mm -hmm. So whenever you make an enclosure, you have to laboriously paint out all of the tall grass in it to get rid of it. And replace it with whatever terrain the animal actually likes. There's no like fill function. There's no function to snap the painting to the edges of an enclosure. So you only paint on the inside. You just have to like drag your mouse around all across it. And if it's a big enclosure for an animal that like needs a lot of space, you have to do more of it. That's just that's just so bad. It's so bad. Like the feature is actually like great. That's the, the the problem. Is like I actually that's one of the management things that I enjoyed was making just the animals happy. Even like the I didn't like the enrichment stuff where you just plonk an item down, but actually yeah. like creating uh, an enclosure for them that was comfortable, finding shelter, getting the right trees. I loved all that stuff and would do it painstakingly. But it was frustrating having to constantly repaint all terrain. And I don't believe for a second that ninety percent of the animals on this planet have such a huge issue. With tall grass. And for, for some like, reason, very hard that. to believe. Yeah, they hate like, it. What constantly frustrated me is like, just like squinting to tell where the tall grass oh, is. Oh god, yeah. Because it's not that tall. Let it's me not tell. that tall, and it's no like different in color from the short grass that animals are apparently totally fine with, and in some cases actively desire. But their taste for their distaste for it is so extreme that you might have so like one of the problems I had and it drove me properly bonkers was that I got a shelter down and everything was perfect everything was either mud or short grass whatever these I don't know I think it was like warthogs as if they're picky about grass right, <laughs> right. Um, and, and like I, they were just furious about all the long grass that was still in the enclosure, <laughs> and I'm just I'm shouting at this point in the screen, "You lying bastards!" Well, there's and, none of it. Like, and so- then I realise there's this tiny, tiny patch on the edge just behind the shelter, and I get rid of it, and suddenly these hogs are happy as anything. Well, it was just happy as hogs. ridiculous. Yeah. Happy it'll, as hogs. Exactly. It'll count it even if it's underwater. So, like, if you make a watering hole, <laughs> and there's there's tall Incredible. grass underneath the water, you need to paint the bottom of the lake so that there's yeah. no tall grass. You can't, you can't have tall kelp in your no. lake. No. I mean, it doesn't matter or, that they're not going to see off it. off the crocodiles. Yeah. I mean, like, I like I like the feature in theory. Like, I like that it, it encourages you to design more diverse-looking habitats. But, yeah, I, I don't think it worked out as well in practice as they imagined it. I mean, the other thing is, like, a lot of species seem to really like just dirt. Like, for some reason, my wolves just wanted, like, 75% of their enclosure to be dirt. So I just have this big, like, flat, like, dirt... <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like you know a, a a a level sixty World of Warcraft zone or something, and like they're like trees. No, nah, we don't need those wolves. No, nah, we it's don't give like a shit a bar- about trees. Yeah, like the the wolves just like happily running around no barren wasteland. Exactly. Like it it just it looks so ugly if you make it the way that they that the wolves say that they want it. So yeah, I think the dirt is like supposed to be forest floor. Like maybe, mulch maybe or something. Yeah. In those cases, I think that's the idea. But 
Yeah. I'm just imagining like Frontier doing all this painstaking research and speaking to all the experts, and the experts are maybe dropping these little bits of knowledge, like, oh, this animal actually like is a bit more into short grass, and then they just write down short grass and underline it. Yeah. And they're like, look, this is the research we got. Animals are picky bastards, so we're really going to have to to nail this. Um, when in fact, none of them give a shit. Uh, I'm just picturing that like you've got all these guys with lawnmowers just making sure that the grass never grows too high so the 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 bison don't get pissed off or whatever. So I'm just imagining no. zoos like in yeah. Frontier's imagination, real zoos are just got astroturf. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like the the antelopes have formed a homeowners association. <laughs> you know. They're they're going around with rulers, putting them down on the ground, being like, eh, you know, it's getting a little up there. You might yeah. think about giving it a little shave. It's it's just it's so bizarre what this game like chooses to focus on. Yeah, as opposed it, to what it's ostensibly about. I think it's also indicative of like a problem with just and I think you mentioned it before, Bruno, with the um just so much clicking. Because building so stuff clicking. is like is brilliant. like the building tools are incredible. It is one of I... the like games of the best building tools I've ever played with, apart from when you actually have to bloody use them. <laughs> yes, because they're not great, they're terrible. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, there's they're so much freedom, but they're unintuitive. But yeah. they're very bad. It's it it literally feels feels like They've thrown a level design tool on my lap <laughs> and told me to go use it. And, like, I'm a game developer. If I want to, like, fire up Unity and be sad, <laughs> I can just do that. Did, how, much, uh, you know? how much Planet Coaster have you guys each played? Loads. Yeah. Uh, okay. I played I a decent it amount, as well. Because yeah. I felt like the, like, not so much the building stuff that's still really fiddly but i felt the terrain editor was actually pretty good like for this type of game it's uh, a bit extreme but it, i find both is, yeah. like i mean as much as i thought that the building stuff was fiddly and it did weird things like it would a lot of the times it's trying to help you uh -huh. but it's just making things worse yeah like yeah. it'll, it'll like, put an info the... screen on the wrong side of the railing yeah or give you <laughs> yeah. three bloody things to all, click through and you, instead all, of just putting the... all the information there yeah, there's this function of like, you know, snap to surface, snap to angle. And oh, yeah. of course it, it just puts windows on sideways and you know, you 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 hover like a column onto a wall and it just shows up like forty at a forty-five degree angle. I'm like, it's snapping to what? What exactly are you snapping to? Or it groups together uh, stuff you've put down because it sort of recognizes you're trying to make a, a blueprint or a building or something like that, yeah. which on the surface is like, oh, brilliant, that saves me the, the hassle. But because of all the different layers of menus and clicking you're doing, by the time you, you finish the building, you've got stuff. like five groups um, and yeah. they're all aligned to each other. So they don't fit together perfectly. Now or, you can fix worse. it. You like place something in a group without intending it, so you yes. just end up with a building that has like a pile of hay five, like ten meters away from it, floating in midair, attached to it. And it just ends up being like as as handy as this thing seems on paper. It's actually just causing me like a lot of more, a lot more work. It's like it building massive new buildings from scratch takes a long time anyway um and it's time yeah. that i'm happy to spend doing it because as much as it is fiddly i actually i don't just think it's powerful i do think it is a good building editor i just think that it 
needs to not be such a pain in the ass to use. It needs to be less like uh, the tools the developers use and more like something I, not a developer, would use. I mean, there are so many times where, like, you want to add detail to the building so it doesn't look just like bare walls, like, stapled together. Mm. And what the game is asking you to do is, like, pick up an object, hit the X key on your keyboard, and it pops up, you know, a set of, like, three-dimension handles for you to drag the object in 3D space around, and you can rotate it. And it is literally exactly like the UI you would use to place props in a level editor. Like, I'm not exaggerating. That's I mean, that's what the tool is. It's what Frontier essentially uses to make the game. I mean, all the cool It's a level editor. Yeah, and it's it's, You have this... Pixel to pixel granularity to it, but you cannot. It does not allow you to like do the obvious thing quickly, and it's so frustrating because most of the time, what you want to do is do the obvious thing, right? Yeah, I'm, I want to place down a column on the corner of two walls. That's where column go, you know? Yeah. And it it reminds me of like Parkitect, where it's a little bit smarter about this stuff, where all the like little borders and columns things you can just like snap them onto the the walls because it doesn't give you the freedom to like free place and rotate everything all the time it has like thought about how things align to that game's grid and so you can actually like bang out a building pretty quickly and the things that are obvious to do are obvious to do and there's i guess there's there's kind of a uh, um almost like a hacked together like roller coaster tycoon classic mode where you can you can set everything to snap to a grid if you want to have like yeah. your perfectly square pathways and stuff, but I I just found that it didn't it, like the it, it thing, was kind of confusing and it didn't work very the, well. The, th- it, the thing is that like there's no global grid in the game that you can align everything right. to. You can you just create these little individual grids of different scales and sizes uh-huh. to each building, and so like you know they then they're not going to mesh or align with each other. There again, like when I talk about like little quality of life stuff, why is it that I can't put a border and make it snap to a path? Yeah. Right? Why do I have to like manually align those things? Because like most of the time, I want my paths to align with the with the enclosure walls, so that guests can look at the animals, which is the point of a zoo. Yeah. But the game will not make that obvious thing easy to do. It it does seem like and and Planet Coaster kind of had the same problem to some degree that they've they've erred on the side of giving you more creative freedom at the expense of kind of making it easy for like a beginner or mid-level user to just yeah do what they want quickly um which you know I'm not a I'm not a UI designer I don't know how hard it would actually be to um, I guess I mean, reconcile the, that... reconcile those two goals. I don't know if like maybe they could have like an advanced mode that you click on or off, and and you know they do have some options, some little check check boxes that change how stuff works. But yeah, it seems like it's very much geared towards giving the advanced users as much freedom as they possibly can. And then like, okay, yeah, if you're just kind of intermediate, just pick a theme and just use these you know five buildings that we have for you yeah i mean it, it kind of goes beyond the ui and it's just like part of the general design of the game where everything is sort of free floating there's no grids there's no 
like abstraction to the way things are shaped. You're just literally placing objects in 3D space with pretty much absolute freedom. Because the game is designed around that, it lets you know people who want to spend a lot of time on it do really impressive stuff, but it makes the basic stuff really both difficult to accomplish and it really makes the your like basic starter zoo look like garbage. Yeah. Compared to the like the the campaign zoos in the game. But the other side of it is that you can benefit from all of these really cool creations that you didn't have to make yourself. True. Because the um, <laughs> obviously there's the, the mods, which I kind of feel like, for especially for Planet Coaster, I think it's going to be the same here. It's going to be like the lifeblood of the thing that's going to be, you don't have to get DLC because there's just so much stuff that the community is going to create. Um, and already, like, by the end of the beta, there were just pages and pages of Steam of these, like, fantastic things. I have no idea how people had time to make them with so little, like, yeah. time in the actual game. It was fantastic. And, but beyond that, you can just go into an existing uh, zoo and just drag, a, like, a box across something you think is cool and make it a blueprint. Now, again, there's some fiddly bits because some things can't be turned into a blueprint, like certain objects, like, I think, trees and stuff, maybe? Or there, there are certain things that won't, like, get grabbed when you do it. But most things do, and it saves so much time. And it is, like, a really intuitive tool. You're just looking at the thing you like, grab it, and suddenly you can save it in your uh, your blueprints. And then if you want to use it in franchise mode, you will need to have unlocked the things that created it, that were used to create it in the first place. So you can't just be like, oh, this is a, a really advanced uh, zoo exhibit. I'm just going to punk that in my zoo straight away. Um <laughs> Yeah, unless the, you unless you want to use it in like a the uh, what is it challenge mode which is or is it no sandbox mode that's it yeah uh, which yeah sandbox mode you have everything unlocked um just forgot this franchise mode like has the online features challenge mode does not have the online features yeah but we otherwise should dig into the online crazy. stuff because we but, were having yeah. a good chat about that before we started before we, recording. we move on to the online stuff one last thing i want to say about the building is that the thing that made me like throw off this game's campaign and be very sad is that I got to this mission in the campaign where they give you like a zoom. They're like, Oh, it's kind of unfinished. Um, and the way they express this idea of unfinished is that there's various buildings in the zoo that are incomplete. They have like holes in them and missing bits. Um, and it's obviously like very intended that, you know, Oh, finish up this building. Let's see, like take this part and like build it up. The the thing is that they also have like scaffolding and building bits just sort of piled on the ground around them. So the actual experience would be like laboriously clicking a whole lot to delete the things that are yeah. decoration but are actually just trash that have been uh -huh. laid around. And then placing that stuff again in the correct spot on the buildings uh, and trying your damnedest to make it look like what the developers did with tools that you don't really understand very well and i was just like i don't want to do any of this yeah there was another similar mission where you have to like remove toxic waste barrels which involves panning around the map like just looking for these like barrels that are just like barely sticking out of the ground and then clicking on it and then clicking a button to delete it and i was like all right 
Mission I'm so glad I gave up on all that stuff right after I did the tutorial set of missions yeah. because I was like, this well, isn't what I want the, for the, the campaign. For the campaign to me was cool and then it gave me a lot of ideas. Like it showed me what some finished zoos looked like and gave mm-hmm. me some ideas on what I would maybe like to build in the future. But other than that, I don't think the campaign was really, you know, that great of an experience. But yeah, moving on to the online features. So the main franchise mode is kind of set up where you have your zoo franchise and you can you can set up multiple zoos and your um, conservation points carry across these zoos, which is sort of the main online currency that you you primarily earn. I think you just for like logging in every day you get some, but then also you're supposed to be able to earn more by breeding uh, rare animals and either like listing them on this sort of online market board thing or uh, releasing them into the wild, um, which is is sort of a way to um, that I thought was pretty cool of, of just making it your zoo's not just about making money. You also kind of have some sort of tangible indication that you're performing important ecological work. Um, what do you guys feel about the online modes overall? Oh boy. Um <laughs> hang on. Give me, let me just find this. A friend of mine tweeted this uh, <laughs> earlier today, and I think it's really important to read. Uh legit question for Planet Zoo. How do you defend your core gameplay when thirty to fifty inbred feral warthogs appear in your in-game economy <laughs> in three five seconds? Yeah. Well uh the, there was just an article about this on on rock paper shotgun oh let me see i had it pulled up here yeah nate crowley from rock paper shotgun wrote this whole article about how basically the the online economy has been completely destroyed within the course of like a week or two because uh you can basically you, you can you can if you have an animal that you you don't need anymore you can either sell them for conservation credits or money um, the problem is it's so much easier to make money just by like selling hats and, and slurpees and stuff that nobody sells animals in the online market for money. And so it's caused like super inflation with like rarer species that, you know, you can only buy them with conservation points. They cost a ridiculous number of conservation points because all the ones that like Frontier has released into the economy for what they think is a reasonable price have gotten bought up like instantly. And so it's, it's forcing people to make these like inbred warthog farms where they have like all all the animals have genetics. And so you're buying like these crappy ones that are like really prone to disease and have like 1% fertility and just like hoping that they'll be able to breed and then selling them back to the online economy to unlock bigger animals. Um, I didn't encounter this as much while I was reviewing it because obviously the, you know, thousands of players that are playing it now weren't interacting with this economy. Um, But I remember like four or five days after launch, I went in and I was like, is this a bug? Because it seems like you can't buy animals with money anymore. Like, like what, what happened when I was playing this before launch, I could just buy my starter, you know, my starter bears or my starter tigers with cash and it turns out they're just getting bought up every time they get listed because money yeah, is over so the deprecated course of the, <laughs> the week that i was playing this game yeah. uh, frontier had an event going on where mm-hmm. they wanted the community to like breed as many tigers as yeah, possible right 
And like for the entire like gameplay time I had on franchise mode, I was not able to obtain a tiger. Yeah. Like, I could not get a, a yeah. tiger from cash at all. Right. So like the the economy is just so busted. And I initially assumed it was just like networking issues because it also has those. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced those, but the game disconnects from the server like frequently. Yeah, it's, in I franchise noticed it's still doing that. I didn't well. have a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it was doing this today still. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of disconnects, but I noticed the menus are really sluggish. Like if you go into the animal trade yeah. menu online, even like at, at like not peak times, like even if I was playing it in the morning before work, you know, it would sometimes take like five, ten seconds for one page of animals game... to load. Yeah, the game, like, generally plays, like, all of the UI generally feels, like, noticeably slower in online mode. Yeah, for sure. The thing is, I just reason. don't get why there's an online mode. It's one of those, like, I'm not against the idea of putting online modes in single-player games, but it's so superfluous here. There's no real purpose well, behind it. Yeah. And it was a concern, like, I even had in, in the beta, where we weren't having these crazy animal influxes where all you've got is hogs and you can't, <laughs> like, buy anything else because everything's getting snatched up instantly. Um, there wasn't any of that, but what there was was, like, for instance, I found like a really cool tiger, and I'm like, great, I've been looking for, uh, I think it was a female tiger for breeding, and I finally find one I could afford, and I click on it, and I buy it, oh, this tiger is no longer available, because some other random asshole beta tester snatched it up, and I'm uh -huh. like, this is a single player game, how could these other random zoo owners be ruining my game? It's so dumb. And there's no, it's... like, there's nothing, like, on the other side of that. There's no, like, oh, I'm so glad it's online, or I wouldn't have been able to do this really cool thing. No. Like, the community events, I guess, are other goals. But guess what? The game already gives you a million bloody goals, and the joy of it isn't really performing some rote task. It's making your own zoo. So it just feels like it doesn't really serve a purpose. It bugs me a lot, actually. Yeah, it it feels like... Because, like, Planet Coaster also had a bunch of, like, online and social features um, that were, like, less developed than this, but people... Like, they were there, I guess. Oh, the worst bit, though. The worst bit is where, like, some random person will visit your, view, your zoo, some yes. other player's avatar, <clears throat> and it's, like, some asshole Twitch streamer or something's visiting your zoo. Like, Get out of my zoo. I don't know who you well, are coming thing, to visit my zoo. The thing zoo. is, like, it's right, not it's actually... actually like it's not actually them. This is what I talked no, about it's in, not. in this my is review. Just their, like, it's just their avatar. Yeah. It's not an actual person. Like, if you're, yeah, it's, it's a fully <laughs> passive thing. And it's like, do you want to give Weed Lord Vegeta 64 a high five for 100 <laughs> conservation credits? It's like, and, no, I would like, rather all of my animals die, yeah. honestly. Well, that, that's the, <laughs> like I was talking about in my review, I think it would make a lot of sense for this type of game to be online if... I could actually go visit other players' zoos, which, like, you can if they upload to them to the Steam Workshop and you find them on there and you download them and play them in single player. But, like, it, I don't understand. I don't understand why you would make this game online and not actually let you actually go visit other zoos. I, and can, like I can imagine a version of this game where, yeah. like, the animal economy is developed enough that, like, yeah. the game can tell you, oh, all the zoos that are playing have generated a lot of this species of animal, so we're upgrading it from critically endangered to just endangered yeah. in the world of the game, right? You have collectively 
work a con like hit a conservation milestone or something but it's not that there's no like it's just like playing with monopoly money except the economy has the wrong inputs so it has you know as nate crawley put it an economy has happened yeah exactly uh, and as uh -huh. a result it doesn't work yeah well this just proves that free markets are unviable and intervention <laughs> is required to uh uh um uh balance things no i i, I just yeah right but like the game doesn't seem to have like an automated like influx of animals for right. cash like well, if you go into campaign into like challenge mode uh you know every animal has an origin right uh in online mode that origin is going to be another zoo where the animal was born right but in challenge mode you'll find animals that are like marcus rescue or customs uh seizure seizure right right uh which is often how zoos actually do get animals right the you know like all those news stories about people trying to smuggle endangered lizards into canada or something like where do they end up zoos yeah. probably well, and that's why um, that's why I don't criticize it too harshly because you can play challenge mode, and I don't feel yeah. like you're missing out on anything really. You're not really missing you're anything. Yeah. The the online stuff is so so thin, and like challenge mode is is great, but it's it's wild that that wasn't going to be in the game until beta testers yeah. were like, "This is broken." Um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, maybe." And I don't like challenge, and I think challenge mode is a great kind of. Uh, concession they've made because you can entirely ignore franchise mode and all of yeah. the, the one thing the that challenge that mode be... does lack is the continuity from different zoos you can't like yeah start a new zoo in challenge mode and carry over your uh, like research and yeah. all your conservation points and everything so that that's kind of a bummer i think that that's legitimately a feature that i miss True. That's true. And it's especially mode. silly because it doesn't require online. There's no, like, that's not an online component. Ha be having, like, a company in charge of multiple zoos, that could yeah, be done no. offline as well. I mean, maybe it's, there's something it, more complicated behind it that makes it more of a challenge to replicate that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't get but it. But it like, is a weird omission, isn't it? Visibly online components in the game are the, the animal trading market, right? Which is by yeah. far the most, like, sophisticated... Uh, online part of it and a complete disaster <laughs> and the whole thing of other people visiting your zoo which is just it's not a thing is it not it's not a feature it's it's not a it's feature like, it's, a, it's, it's like a pop-up isn't it yeah it's, it's like <laughs> yeah it's it's just an interruption of what you're doing and because Frontier is, is like, they've published this themselves, they're not under pressure from some outside publisher that just wants to add online components to everything. It's not like EA. Um, so I, I can only feel that it's some... Well, I mean, they, they yeah. do this with other games. They've got, like, Elite is this big kind of online community, even if you're playing it offline. Um, but it does feel like a sort of cynical attempt to just build a community, because every game now has to have a community around it it can't just have people playing yeah, it there's like, got to be like a culture around it. Um, it, it it doesn't it doesn't even do that though because like it you don't yeah. really interact with other players in any meaningful sense right the community events are the closest and they're not you're not doing it with other people it's like you're doing it alongside them yeah so like the the online component is so thin that here's the deal i've been playing a lot of the new pokemon games 
they uh-huh. have an online component that's like more developed and better than this and that's that's tragic if, if nintendo's that's... online features are better than yours <laughs> <laughs> that's sad yeah. like uh-huh. there's there's a feature in the pokemon game which is uh which is essentially blind trading right you pick mm-hmm. a pokemon you send it off and you get another pokemon back and you don't know what you're getting uh, that in itself has been more interesting and more of an interaction than anything in Planet Zoo because it's like, oh, hey, I got this Pokemon and the the original trainer is from France or Spain or Japan and now I have another number on my pile of Pokemon that helps me win the PokeID lottery. That's literally better than what is in Planet Zoo. If it's it's so thin. It's yeah. so thin. I think the only problem is if you tried to implement that in Planet Zoo, most people would just be getting feral hogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From the random right. trade. Oh. Like, oh, I'm right, going to put exactly. a gorilla like the... in. I wonder what. Oh, it's an infertile hog. It's, it's yeah. The thing it's... is, I put up with it all because I really, despite, like, how it sounded on this show, I really, really like Planet <laughs> Zoo. Um, yeah. I I've played it a lot. I will keep playing it. I think it's going to get just better as the community like. And I was just criticizing them growing a community, but I'm still going to like get I mean, I feel something like... out of that because all the modding stuff is going to benefit us all. Yeah, um, like the the modding stuff is what's really going to create the community in the first yeah, place, anyway. Right? Exactly. Yeah. No, um, I, I love browsing the workshop for this game. And and I wish and, I wish that I could just go show up at other people's zoos and like just type in chat <laughs> like rad zoo bro and give them like a zoo point and like you know <laughs> like that would be that would be cool I would love that I don't know how like technically challenging that would be but frontier if if you listen to this my number one most requested feature is I just want to be able to go walk around other people's zoos in online mode I want I want to go to another player's zoo just like find an animal that's you know dying or dead and just start spamming f in, oh in, yeah in that, that, that 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 is a desirable feature that should be in the game oh yeah well because there's For there's sure. protesters too so you could become a protester yes and just yes. like take me to a shitty zoo yeah. i want to hold a sign up and protest <laughs> i'm not yeah. really equipped to talk yeah. about the weird ways in which this game talks about like conservation and yeah. zoos and animal welfare but the fact that like if an animal is like not doing so good, protesters will like magically spawn and show up. Right. With little like uh, obviously intended to be PETA posters, <laughs> and then as soon as the animal is like okay again, they'll like disperse immediately. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so baffling. Well, the other kind of funny thing is that other guests at the zoo. They won't complain about the welfare of the animals. They'll complain about the protesters. They're like, oh, man, there's all these protesters causing such They're a ruckus. They're bumming me out. Like, yeah. we, don't, we don't actually care what they're protesting about. We just don't like your zoo because it's full of protesters now. Yeah, it's... There's a lot of stuff about this game that is kind of baffling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like, I really liked it too. I think this is another one of those episodes where, like, we we spent most of our time criticizing, <laughs> but it doesn't really mean that it's you know a terrible game. I mean, I I wanted to like this game a lot. I really uh-huh. did. Like, I I pre-ordered this game. I was like, yeah. I really want to play this, but yeah, I just cannot bring myself to enjoy this. Like, it it's just it feels like a, a steel trap for me, where hmm. I'm going to end up like 
in fiddly how building some complicated building for an hour and then realize and then have a what am i doing with my life moment and we have to go do something else yeah i mean i've, um, I've had several of them already uh, yeah but, exactly like, i like, don't mind the, it <laughs> my favorite detail about this is that one of the props that the game includes that you can place on your buildings to make them look more uh, verisimilitudinous is an ac unit like an exterior ac unit <laughs> Right, so at one point you're like, oh, I'm just going to plop down on an AC unit. It doesn't do anything. Right. Right? It's literally just decor to make this look more realistic. And when you're doing that, you really, it just like, the what am I doing with my life sense centers in my brain just like light up. Right, like if you... Right, if, I have to just run into the woods. There, you, if, you, if you're not pleased by like playing it as an art program in and of itself it doesn't do a lot to reward you for that time investment it's like yeah. real art so it, it, it works out <laughs> it's uh, just a big waste of time markets, but it's like I, markets I, don't work art is bad uh <laughs> this is like i almost hate tall grass yeah. i spent three hours making this incredible shelter it's it's so good i haven't uploaded it because it doesn't fucking work as a shelter um, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> huge and it's beautiful and it's so elaborate and i'm not kidding it i was so i was so happy i was ready to take screenshots and post them on twitter i was calling my mum, be like mama finally done something worthwhile <laughs> with my life and then it's like the animal's like no nah, it's shite it's garbage like this is the only opinion that actually matters yeah. i, I had like, the actual exact same outside. problem like I have no idea what mechanically counts as a shelter for animals in this game. <laughs> so <laughs> no, in, it's indecipherable. <laughs> it's completely, it's completely mystifying. Like I, I did the same thing. I built like a nice shelter out of rocks, right? So it looks like a natural cave. It's all like nice uh -huh. and integrated into the into the natural setting of the zoo. And then the animals are like, "That's not shelter." Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like yelling at them. What? What are you? What are you? Well, the the worst is the absolute worst is the climbing platforms for like apes and stuff because like oh god they, the they best, suck so the much. best way to keep them happy is just to put like a giant treehouse on a stick that looks like shit like if you spend a lot of time like moving maneuvering like sticks and platforms to make the super cool jungle gym they're like nah that's that's garbage i don't want they, that they built oh there's this like singular toolkit for making climbing platforms uh -huh. why doesn't this stuff just like snap together like legos i don't know like, why do i have I to know. manually place every goddamn stick <laughs> it's yeah so it's it's like hey you want to have ringtail lemurs in your yeah. zoo hey let's spend 10 minutes yeah meticulously arranging logs well it's like what do lemurs climb in the wild trees i have trees can they just climb those does that not count they do actually they, they get do. benefits the, oh, okay. from trees right. yeah but it's a specific kind yeah, of tree the, the trees will count for like climbing space okay. if, if they're the right type of tree they have to be climbable trees which oh, okay. not all trees are for some reason but I, must, I think most of them I are. I've noticed that that was a thing. <laughs> that yeah. could be tricky to decipher as well, though, because you could have a bunch of levers in this one enclosure, and you got like Larry is perfectly happy. He's like, I got loads of climbing space, but like the other lemur next to him is like, no climbing space whatsoever, <laughs> none. Right. The, the like, way the animals the seem to like place. update their needs is kind of jank. It's kind of not consistent. I have. I've had like situations where like one animal in a in an enclosure is like, hey, I have a hard shelter, and the other animal is like, 
I am unprotected from the elements. Yeah, I will uh, catch my death out here. Yeah. And they're like standing right next to each other. Yeah, I don't understand that that the the whole like uh, shelter yeah, shelter thing really much at all. Um I think the thing is is it does a couple of things like incredibly well. And they are like, and they make the game for me. Yeah. Uh, and I will happily suffer through the dozens of shittier things that bug me for those couple of awesome things. Uh, and I think, to be honest, I think a lot of people will because the yeah. animals are so damn good. Yeah. And a lot of the the fiddly stuff that we're talking about as well, it really depends on the player. There's a lot of players that are have actually no interest in building stuff themselves they just want prefabs they just want to download stuff like i remember back talking to a bunch of people who played planet coaster and they'd never built anything their joy was actually just laying everything out making everything kind of fun and cool and playing around with coasters but the actual beyond the roller coaster creation itself they weren't making their own buildings um, and I would say building enclosures in Planet Zoo, it can be a bit fiddly, but it's nowhere near as fiddly as like making your own buildings. Right. I mean, yeah, I- it's definitely more on the like, it's more close to like the roller coaster thing, except mm-hmm. like it's way harder if you mess up. Yeah. I In one of the scenarios, I like I built this really nice enclosure for uh, the wolves. And then I realized that they need like a bit more space and I had no way to give it this to them. And if so, if I wanted to change that, I would have to like build a whole new enclosure and just like yeah. maneuver the animals. That's why we need that information like before we yeah. make the enclosure, right. right? Yeah, you you literally cannot see an animal's needs before the animal is in the enclosure, right? In this game, it's 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 really mystifying to me why that is, but that's how it is, right? Well, a metric we use on this show a lot is whether or not we're still playing it, and that's definitely like I think one of the the things that I can say about Planet Zoo that I can't say a lot about a lot of the games on this podcast is that, that I'm still playing it. You know, I've got I've got Pokemon, I've got Outer Worlds that I haven't beaten yet, I've got, you know, Disco Elysium, I've got all these games. And You've I'm still not finished Disco Elysium yet. No, I haven't even Shocking. started it. I know. Shocking behavior. TJ. I know. I know. I, 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 it's, it's a dereliction of duty. Um, but I'm still playing a fair bit of Planet Zoo, uh, mostly in offline mode. Play Discord Elysium instead. Are you ridiculous? Huh? It's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've, I, I, I know I'm going to love it once I get started with it. It's one of those where it's like, all right, I need to like have like a day where I'm like, this is all I'm going to do is just like sink my teeth into this like juicy textbook RPG. (laughs) Um, but anyway, uh, any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here on uh, on Planet Zoo? Yeah, I'm still yeah I'm still kind of playing it on and off a little bit. I've got way too many other games yeah. that are admittedly, but there's so many games right now. It's it's just a ridiculous time. There's of year too for many them. video games. Uh, Please stop making video games. Yeah. We I've need to finish the ones that are make. already out. I've got deliveries <laughs> to be posted. Um, but yeah, and I I will definitely come back to it though and invest more time in it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what people create. Uh, but it is, I think, I do think it is a little bit harder to to recommend than than Planet Coaster, just because even though they share a lot of the same issues, um, the micromanagement needs of this game just like make them so much more. Full. It's just a, a big hassle a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and like 
I'm not really playing this game actively right now, but I'm probably going to circle back to it in a couple months, see if like patches have improved the my various complaints about it, see if the online stuff maybe works a little better, like franchise mode is a little bit more playable. Uh, it's it's definitely, again, I really want to like it, and I really yeah. think it could be really good if it had so more thought put into a lot of quality of life stuff. Fair enough. Well, I think that's probably going to wrap up our discussion of Planet Zoo. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Bruno, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NotBrunoAgain, uh, or you can go on my website, uh, BrunoDiaz.space, which will have links to all my stuff, including uh, my games that you can buy on itch and other things that I have worked on that you can also buy for money. Of course, you may not want to do that because that encourages people making more video games, and as we know, oh, we have yeah. enough of those. <laughs> but, <laughs> we've yeah. we've determined that that's bad. Um, yes, Fraser, what have you uh, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, don't read my stuff; it's terrible. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> go read Bruno's. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, as always, you can uh, hop on and uh, chat with the Three Moves Ahead community about this and other episodes at idlethumbs.net slash 3MA. You can also find us on uh, twitter.com. We are at 3MA. Um, And 3 Moves Ahead is supported by listeners just like you on Patreon. Um, If you'd like to give us some money, we promise not to make any more video games so you have time to finish the ones that are already out. That is going to be patreon.com slash 3MA. Um, And uh, if I left anything out, I'm sure Rob will uh, yell at me about it later. Uh, no, he's a good guy. Uh, that's going to do it, uh, for me, TJ, for Fraser and for Bruno. Uh, we wish you all a good evening or something like that. I forget. I forget what the outro is. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>